Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we're talking about our favorite spots in Europe to travel to. And it's as simple as that. These are just the cool places we love to go to. And we're going to let you know to give you some advice on where maybe you should go. That's it. Or go somewhere else. Or not go if you don't like it. Which would defeat the whole purpose of the episode. But let's go. Let's go. (laughs) We're all going. (laughs) And today's episode is brought to you by Expatrio.com. Expatrio is, of course, a relocation platform for international students and expats wishing to live in Germany. They offer an all-inclusive service to minimize the crazy German bureaucracy you will face when you make the move to Germany. You know, both Alex and I have done the applications for visas, for residency permits, and it's lots of paperwork. It's a lot of work in general. On expatio.com, customers can sign up for a blocked account and health insurance quickly, affordably, and completely online in English. Now, you're asking yourself, what's this blocked account? Why the hell do I need this? Well, when you sign up for a visa in Germany, it's actually one of the requirements. A blocked account is a special bank account required when applying for a visa in Germany. It provides proof of sufficient funds. They make you have at least, I think, 800 euro per month for the time you live, and it can only be done in this special blocked account. Now, when I signed up for a visa, you could just show a printout of a normal bank account. Not anymore. You got to get these crazy blocked account things, whatever those are. You don't have to worry what they are because expatio.com is going to take care of it for you, do all the paperwork and get it ready, and also provide you with health insurance that will be accepted by the German immigration authorities. To learn more, please go to expatrio.com and find the answers you seek because they have plenty of articles about living in Germany in general also to help you, you know. Just so many resources, man. Exactly. So they are the perfect resource if you're moving to Germany. But if you're like me and Alex, we are already here. Yes. <laughs> Better than you. If we were not, this podcast would be bad. Yeah. Actually, what if we were just like in my basement in California making this podcast, <laughs> pretending to live in Germany? Everything just we everything we said for 71 episodes. Yeah, absolute garbage and bullshit. information. Yeah, exactly. But all the information we get is from Reddit, actually. Exactly. But welcome back, guys. We took a little pause last week. We mm-hmm. had no episode. Uh, I hope you did not... Uh, do anything rash or cry too much, but yeah. we are now back, baby, with episode 72. 72, yes, it is. Uh, yeah, it feels good to be back. I was moving, so things were a little bit hectic in my in my world, but it's all calmed down now, and it's all uh, it's all gravy, baby. Exactly. Now we got the time, and just as a like a a warning, you know, so you're listening to an episode today. There'll be another episode the following week, but after that, I believe there'll be one more week off because right. we will be in uh, Mallorca or Mallorca if you're Alex. Yeah, yeah, and we'll be on a little holiday together, uh, and we're not going to record just me and Alex during. <laughs> yes, it's super romantic. Yeah. There's a <laughs> there's a bubble bath in the bed. Stay weird. tuned for the Instagram photos. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're not going to record when we're on holidays because we're gonna uh, be swimming and doing holiday things and being just. Too busy to be podcasting. Sorry, that's yeah. why it's vacation. You, it's vacation. You're, it's vacation for your, not only from where you live, but your life in in general, right? Exactly, so. exactly. But also, we will be we will be doing a question and answer episode sometime soon. True. Maybe next week. I don't know. Uh, it all depends on all of you listeners who are listening right now. We would love some more questions that we can answer on air for you. Uh, so, if you have any questions, please send us an email uh, from our Instagram, which is at agd. Nope, that's our website. <laughs> Our Instagram, which is at americans.in.germany.podcast, or you can go on our website and you can email us, which is agdwpodcast.com. Send us those questions. We're going to answer as many as we can, 
And uh, yeah, it should be a fun episode. I, I like the question yeah. and answer episodes. Yeah. I always have a good time. Exactly. Because we don't really read them beforehand. So they're kind of all hitting us live while we're recording. Yeah. And we like to just yeah think of these answers off the top of our heads. And it's, 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 fun. it's fun, fun stuff. It's yeah. fun stuff. We have a good time doing it. Exactly. In uh, other news, Jeff, uh, unfortunately. In sad, I mean, in sad news. The reason, <laughs> the reason I'm wearing a black armband right now. <laughs> this is uh, actually pretty old news by the time this gets released. But uh, Germany is out of the Euro Championship. And that sucks. Technically, it happened a year ago because this was the European Championships 2020. So <laughs> this was a long time ago. Yeah, England, England beat Germany. Germany played like duty, and um, yeah, yeah, it was rough. It was a it was a rough game. Um, but what can you say? I mean, yeah, there was a day or two where I was quite sad. Morning. Yeah, time of morning, but you know, we move on. We have but, we have the uh, the World Cup next year, so we can live to lose another day. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, by the time this is released, the Euro is already over. So you already know that Italy has won. I'm assuming. I don't know. Or England or Denmark. I'll, I, I'll actually I'll edit out the appropriate one. No, you said <laughs> and just we'll just say well, so we're super smart. Yeah. But other than that, how you how you been? I mean, like as you just mentioned, you've been busy. Yeah, yeah. So we 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 got our move done, and then uh, we kind of got almost everything else done after the move. That we had to in a week. So our kitchen is built. Our we have you know our refrigerator. Everything is there. The flat looks looks good. Like all most of our boxes are gone now. Uh, we went to the old flat because in Germany when you move flats, uh, you have to if you want your security deposit back, you don't only need to just clean the flat, but a lot of the times you need to paint the flat and make sure it's like really spick and spam. It, yeah, actually send us send us some messages. I, I, I think it might be that way in the U.S. as well. But let us know if that's the, if it is the same. Uh, yeah, true. I think you have to give like a fresh coat of paint if you have drastically changed the color or, you know, made it dirty right. or whatever. Yeah. So I uh, thank you for coming over, Jeff. Uh, we had some people over, had some beers. We painted for like six hours that night and, uh, and I had black walls in some of the rooms. Yeah. So, so some of the walls needed like three coats yeah. and uh, you have to give at least a few minutes to dry in between coats. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops, the doodle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then also the next day we spent another five hours cleaning it and making it, you know, all perfect. So like the person moving in next, they're going to have, this apartment's never going to be ever cleaner than it is at this moment but we get the keys away it's gone no more old flat we're in a new place so the 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 guy came for the inspection he said it was all all, groovy. all good nice all groovy uh yeah so we're moved very happy uh it's been two and a half years been a long time coming a lot of headaches now it's over and we can just enjoy so last weekend weather was actually pretty nice but i decided to just stay inside and enjoy my new apartment well, play. it was like the first time, right, where everything was settled, everything's installed, yeah. everything's put together, and you could just like be, just be in exactly. this space, you like know? make some breakfast, watch some TV, play some Xbox. Like, I had a really nice, chilled. And after that one week of just like pure moving and doing stuff, I needed a nice weekend to relax and collect myself. Yeah, and, and, so and I, nice. I know you love the new place, but the old place. I think you were there what six years? Six or, years. Yeah. So like, is there, was it even a little bit of you? But or were you just like you're so stoked, so stoked with a new place? You're like, I mean, there, I mean, there's a lot of great memories made in that place. You know, like me and Bobby's relationship was kind of built there, and mm. uh, yeah, it, it 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 is sad to move out of it, but um, now we start a new chapter. Uh, but I am going to miss it for sure. It was it was a nice place too. I, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was definitely some good time, and actually, that's where the podcast was was born. I mean, the the first. Mm, what 30 episodes about Something roughly like that, yeah. of, of the of the podcast where we're all 
recorded there and that, exactly. that, that, that was our place and the only reason we switched to my place was because no, of couldn't. corona regulations and stuff yeah and then uh, hit the area where he lived <laughs> the amount of uh, new cases was like three times where i live so exactly like, well, it's just me here that's and then we just there. never went back so yeah, that's okay though but we'll see what happens yeah, yeah. And, that, and that was uh, last week was fourth of july weekend so oh, yeah. i didn't do any festivities but i know you did yeah and uh, yeah and actually we, we forgot to say it in the episode before but you know happy fourth of july to all of you you know it's uh, be a couple weeks past by the time you hear this but you know hope you all had fun doing your fireworks and blowing shit up uh uh, yeah it was cool in um in berlin there was actually a little what do you call it like i guess a fourth of july festival i think it was called uh at the kultur brauerei which is like this old brick used to be a brewery back in the 1800s and now it's kind of a place for cultural events and has has really cool bars really cool place and in the courtyards there they had this nice uh, American Independence Day festival, yeah. and they had a lot of like American beers, American um, whiskeys, American wines, and a lot of American BBQ action going on. And while nice. we were there, there was a like an American kind of like mm, what would you call it? Kind of a rockabilly band, I guess you'd say. Okay, very yeah, cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, we didn't stay long. The only problem, the only thing bad about the place was the beers were like four or five euro, and only for point threes oh yeah that that gets pricey pretty quick and long lines for the beers so it's like you're waiting a long time for small beers that are quite pricey so we only stayed like so by the time you get out of line you drink your beer for like 10 minutes and to go back into the line to get a new beer and the line's 20 so uh i think we only stayed for maybe we enjoyed it we only stayed for an hour because we kind of looked at each other we're like we could just go down the street and get like cheaper, bigger beers and not have to wait in line. And yeah. so we did that. So yeah, that sounds nice. Though. But it was, it, was, it was still, it was still fun. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was good to see people celebrating, you know, 4th of July. Celebrating was it America. incredibly loud from all the Americans? Uh, I don't know. Well, there's a, well, a live <laughs> band, so I couldn't even tell. Like, if yeah, people, fair enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was fun stuff. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, but you know, it's also fun stuff. What? This bottle of scotch. Oh yes, true. Yes, Jeff, we do. That have a was my of attempt at a transition. <laughs> we do have a bottle of scotch uh, today, and this is actually a classic bottle. I, I've heard of this whiskey before. I think it's pretty popular. I think it's kind of like on the same level of like a Glenfiddich, something like that. Mm. And this is a Bowmore. It's a Bowmore. I'm gonna say it wrong. Or is again. it a Bowmore? Could be that. Pretty sure it's a Bowmore. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say, is it Islay? Is Islay the right word? Islay single malt scotch whiskey, mm. and this one is aged eighteen years. Ooh, that's 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 long. What what's the highest that we've had? Twenty years? Twenty one? Twenty three? Or some random? The, oh. s- the Slovakian whiskey, or whatever. Or it was. Czech, Czech, Czech whiskey. Yes. So we had twenty three, and I think we had a, the red breast. We maybe had was twenty one. That could maybe. have been something like that. Yeah. So this could be like our third high, uh, uh, we, we, third we, most, third most matured whiskey. We've had another eighteen before as well. The Aberfeldy. Okay, so it's up there. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. But that one was hundred euro, and this was uh, less. True. This is much <laughs> less. I think it's a pretty popular whiskey. Uh, it says on the front, age eighteen years, a masterful combination of gentle peat smoke lace with tropical fruits at eighteen years old. And also in the bottle, which I read before, and I still don't know what this means. I'm sorry, I think really close. It's really small. It says, home of the number one vaults, the world's oldest scotch maturation warehouse. So that could be something good, I guess. I don't know. So it's the the place that was the first place that scotch was matured in casks, probably, that still exists, that's still doing yeah, that. I, I, I guess, yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, classic looking bottle, nothing too fancy here, just looks like a normal bottle of scotch. It's got yeah. a really nice dark color to it, though. Yeah, but yeah, as a bottle, like, it doesn't, 
draw your attention at all. It's not bad bottle. It's a very kind of, but, yeah, it, it would not, it would not draw your eye at all. No, but, but I like these bottles because uh, it's, it's a classic scotch bottle. It looks classy. You don't need no more. It says, but more. It's not, you know, it's no bullshit. It's like, this is a bottle of scotch, drink it or don't. Yeah. But, but like for an example, like the Oberfeldy, which is also very simple and classy, but it draws your eye. And it's like that's, that's the black with the gold and kind of a cla- more classier writing, you know, true. font, yeah. you know, so. But, but yeah, well, let's not judge the bot. Let's not judge the book by its cover. Yes, the let's bottle judge the by book, its... The book by its whiskey. The whiskey. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Very decent pop. Very good. And I poured you an actually normal... Ooh, last this time. The first time it gave me like a like an actual like a two, fingers. two fingers there. It's been a while. Usually it's the full fist he's giving me. <laughs> oh my lord. Okay. Okay. Um what I don't like about it though is the on top of the cork it's uh, plastic, which I'm not a fan of. Mm. I like the wood ones. It just feels cheaper in plastic. But it's also I'm pretty sure it's a big mass produced um But it, it was I can't remember, but I think it was like a sixty euro bottle. I think for 60 euros, it should have some wood, wood top. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I'd, fair I'd enough. Say. That's but, a good but, point. But no judgment. That's right. Cheers. Cheers. Take a smell. Ooh. Smells, smells smoky. Smells peaty. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's check it out. Oh, that's good. Ooh, that's the, that's the smokiest, peatiest one we've had in a long time. We haven't had a really peaty whiskey in a long time. So I'm, I mm. like that. This, this, is type, this is the type of whiskey that got me into... Scotch. That's that was like your bread and butter, right? That's definitely my bread and butter. So this, uh, I'm a big fan of this. This right. is and it's it's smooth. This was like, like your first bottle of milk. You know, it's like got, <laughs> this is what you got you going. You know, it's like good two percent. Whereas for me, it took me a while to enjoy this kind of flavor. True. Yeah. And I do. And actually, it's funny. I'm I, when I dr- just drank it just now. Oh, I'm happy. You're, you're happy for the nice flavor. to see you again. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had. Yeah. You know, it's been a while. You know. I remember when we started the podcast uh, in the first 10, 15 episodes, we had a lot of scotches. I felt like for a while, and you're always like not a fan of. You're like it's too smoky. It's it's too peaty. I don't like the way it tastes in my nose. But now I notice more and more you're kind of digging that 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 smoky I think flavor. It's it, it, like anything. It gets some to take some time to get used to. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I mean, to, that, that's whiskey though, in general, right? Yeah. When I was younger, I used to hate salads, and then. No, I like salads. So it's like, you know, sometimes, you know, when you're a kid, you're, like you avoid certain things just because like they're green, but you've, your parents are like, you've never had it before. How do you know you hate it? But you're like, no, I know I hate it. But then eventually you eat it and you're like, oh, actually this is really good, you know, because you're an idiot. Because you're, you're an idiot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So um, this takes me over to, to Scotland in my head. But before we get into the traveling topic, uh, please, everyone, please, if, if you'd like to, everybody, listeners, no pressure, all of you listening to my voice right now. If you'd like to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, we would deeply appreciate appreciate it. Our gratitude will go out to you. And uh, but <laughs> also, if you if you don't want to do that, you know that's fine. Also, as well, we we still love you no matter what. Where will our gratitude go? To to them. Excellent. Yes. And also <laughs> check out our website, which I mentioned before. That is agdwpodcast.com. Your one-stop shop for everything Alex and Jeff and Americans German drinking whiskey, including extras page, podcast episodes. Whiskey bottles and ratings and reviews, all kinds of stuff. I, I, Other be, stuff, guys. I'll, I'll, I'll say I'm sorry. I'll, I'll be really honest with you. Like the past oh. five episodes, I've not. I've you'll probably notice I didn't put any extras. <laughs> really shit of me. But I think tomorrow or the day after, I'm like I have extras for these episodes. I just been busy. But I swear they're gonna go on, <laughs> and I'm gonna truly try to keep up with things and not leave this huge gap. So I'm sorry for you for you, those of you out here there who enjoy the extras and suddenly you're like, what the hell? Where's the extras? Yeah. 
the extras Thank you, Jeff. are around. We all appreciate it. Okay. I think if if you're even looking at the extras, extras page, because right. if you're not, I don't know what you're a doing lot with of your you life. probably don't even know what I'm talking about. Right? Yeah, but you should be checking out the extras page because it's it's extra. We all love a little extra something in our life, right? And that's why we actually we did it because we said a lot of podcasts. Their website just allows you to listen to their podcast. So what's the point of the what's the point yeah. of the, the website? Because some extras on there, baby. Yeah, give them something extra. Extra, love it. We are talking about our favorite spots in Europe to go visit or to travel through. Living in Berlin, we're in central of the whole continent, making traveling incredibly easy and something that like, even if you're not interested, I mean, if you're moving abroad, you probably are, but even if you're not interested in traveling, you're going to wind up doing it anyways because just like it's there. Um, I, I really want to meet somebody who moved to Berlin. And just, I hate just, traveling. Just hates traveling. <laughs> not, not for me. No interest. I hate planes. Yeah. I'm just going to stay in my apartment. But yeah, like... And okay, Corona kind of screwed things up, but usually there are direct flights to almost everywhere in Europe from Berlin and really cheap, easy jet Ryanair uh, right. flights. Exactly. Uh, even now they're cheap again, uh, which is exciting. So Jeff and I, we made this list of places and we're just going to talk about them. Some of them we both have been to and both want to talk about it. Some only I have been to, some only you have been to, Jeff. So uh, we're going to start off with a place we've both been to, we both love and definitely want to top our lists. And it's not that far away. And what is that, Jeff? Well, it's got a connection to our last episode. It does. Berlin versus Bavaria. Yeah. We're talking about the Alps, baby. The Alps, baby. It's probably, when you think of Germany, it's the thing that's probably in your heads, the image you think that all Germany is, and I wish it was. Yeah. Uh, but um, yes, the Alps, that's 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 one of the my favorite places to visit. I, I had one five-year period back in the day where every summer I went to a different city in the Alps just mm. because these these like lakeside villages are just gorgeous. Uh, I mean, in, in ways I can't even really describe. For sure. And if you're into like hiking and swimming and cycling or if you're just, if around you're just beautiful into, nature, if you're in this beautiful shit, then you want to go to the Alps. Yeah. I think specifically probably the best are the Swiss Alps. That's like the most beautiful. Those are the expensive ones though. That's those probably, expensive ones. Yeah. But those are the ones where you're getting like that incredible view in these lakes that are, turquoise blue green and just it's just it's gorgeous and um yeah if, if you listen to our episode a few episodes ago about what was a story time i talk about my trip to the alps right your road trip yeah my road to the alps my road trip to the alps so i suggest anybody uh if they want to see a lot of the alps and not a lot of time then a road trip's a great way to do it it's a week 10 days you can go through you can drive to like five different countries all throughout the alps and see some incredible views and um uh, and spend an incredible amount of money. Uh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, and and I'll, I'll, I'll mention a few places. I, I've been to Hallstatt and mm-hmm. Zell am See, I would say skip Hallstatt. It's it's this it's a it's an amazing place. And for, I'm saying unfortunately skip it, but because it's it's a small place that's become just unbelievably overrun by tourists. Yes. And so when you go, you'll you'll just see other tourists. Unfortunately, like back, I think I went first maybe ten years ago. It wasn't quite like that, and it's gotten worse. But um, Telamzi, which is in the Austrian Alps, um, don't get me wrong, plenty of tourists. I mean, any beautiful village is going to have all them. the Alps going to have them. Yeah, but absolutely worth going to one of the this big, huge, beautiful lake surrounded by um, just amazing mountains, and you have also um, old salt mines you can take tours of. R- really cool, cool stuff you can do. And um, actually, one of the best place, one of the best ways to get to the German or Austrian Alps is, believe it or not, through Salzburg in Austria. Okay. You might think Munich, but Munich's actually a good hour and a half, two hours from the Alps, whereas Salzburg is only about like 45 minutes or less, 45 ah. So you can land in Salzburg, 
take a bus for 30 minutes crossing the German border. So it's actually faster to get to lower, German to lower German Alps through Austria. That's a great pro tip. Yeah. Um, I didn't know and, that. And not anymore. They, they don't have the flights anymore because of Corona, but they used to have direct flights from Berlin to Salzburg for like 50 euro round trip, nothing. Yeah. Take a little bus over the border. You're there. Um, so yeah, Zellamsee I'd recommend in um, Berchtesgaden, which is in the German Alps. Um, an amazing, beautiful place that has a lot of, um, if you're a World War II buff, lots of World War II history there. Uh, you've got, um, you know, Hitler's bunker there. You've got a lot of stuff that you can do, all, hit your little history um, bits and then hit your nature bits at the same time. Perfect. Yeah. But, I mean, normally I don't like people to hit my bits, but, you know. <laughs> These bits want to get hit. Yeah, let's remove all that joke. That was awful. Anyways, moving on. Uh, <laughs> but yes, but yeah, this is, we started here because it's just an obvious place because all of you even have it without having gone there. No, it's probably amazing. It's the Alps. And, and it's also one of these places that it, it is so close if you're living, you know, anywhere in the German, Germanic area. Uh, so in Germany, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's either, or or it's, German speaking regions, you could have said. There like it is. Austria, Switzerland, you got Germany, you got parts of. Uh, Liechtenstein. Don't Liechtenstein. Uh, you know, you got um, parts of Northern Italy, Italy. Luxembourg, um, parts of Belgium, parts of uh, Czech Republic, you know, but True. but yeah, it's, it's super easy to get to. And I think um, if, if you're first moving here and you want a, a quick trip somewhere, you have 10 days off, two weeks off, whatever, and you want to go somewhere, but not too far. I think the Alps is always, always a good choice. Even if, even if you can't go somewhere far, Alps is a great place to go. Yeah. yeah. G- give yourself a good three days and uh, at least, and then you'll have a good old time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. What's um, another place, Jeff? Uh, one place I'd like to say now is you guys all know about Scandinavia, you know, mm. beautiful and expensive. Yes. And very, very happy, supposedly. Yes. It's always ranked in the, um, uh, what's it? The quality of life index or whatever you want to call it's it. It's always top, top five. Yeah. But the place I'm going to say is, uh, Oslo, Norway, mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite places to go back in the day. Um, Ryanair from time to time would have, I'm not joking, free flights or two euro flights from Vienna to um, wow. Norway. And I must have visited five, six times. And I've been after that and before. Um, and um, one of the reasons why I would say it's it's a small, big city. You know what I mean? I think it's only got yeah. like 500,000 people, but it has all like the amenities and the cool things from a big city, but it feels very small, not overwhelmed. It's not very crowded, you know? And it's, it's, it's right in some beautiful fjords there, um, very close to, to nature as well. And also just because the Norwegian people, as you've seen, they have such a great quality of life. You go there, everybody's so freaking friendly and just like jazzed to see you and will speak better English than you do. <laughs> even less of an accent than you have um uh, just just a really incredible place to go um and yes norway um because it's on it doesn't use the euro has a norwegian kroner uh, and it's also not part of the eu if anyone's wondering too yeah it's not part of the schengen security or the schengen right schengen Schengen security zone yeah yeah so it's its own Um, little norway is part of the eu it's just not part of the schengen security Ah, okay okay um but yeah so it is expensive you know if if you go out you're gonna spend eight to 10 euro for a beer. Ouch. Um, so don't Ouch. spend, don't spend too much time there, but I recommend going a uh, lovely place. Cool. Yeah. I've never been to Oslo. I've only been up to Scandinavia, uh, twice and that was Denmark and, um, Helsinki. Oh yeah. Yeah. And actually the first time I went to Oslo, it was during one of my backpacking trips. And actually the first time I used the couch surfing website was in Oslo and the two or three people we ended up 
sp- spending the nights at their houses became good friends and they're friends with mine till to this day 10 years later so um, oh very nice so yeah very cool oh wonderful uh next place which is a pretty obvious one i think especially for americans because i think it's kind of top of the list of places people want to go is amsterdam yeah so it it's like the the obvious one but we're saying it's not overrated there is a reason it's the obvious it's on the obvious list right yeah it's totally obvious it's in the euro trip i think everyone talks about amsterdam especially because you know you can get Weed is legal but, but, there. But now that doesn't matter though, because in the U.S., weed's legal true. almost everywhere. Oh, so, yeah, that, that's that's so, true. So, so, like the weed tourism thing is kind of a thing of the past. Now you just go to enjoy the city, right? Um, exactly. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, even with all the the drugs and everything aside, and the, and the the legal prostitution, all that stuff that people want to go for tourism reasons, the city of Amsterdam is such a beautiful, uh, easy to access city. Bikes and Islam. Uh, this the uh, the I don't know what it's called the water going through yeah, and all well, these bridges. Yeah, for those and, of you who don't know, like Amsterdam is, is a it's kind of known as being a city of canals. So instead of kind of streets in between the rows of buildings, you have these canal waterways. You know, which right. just makes everything uh, really just beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's a fantastic city. Um, also, also a place that I found. Yeah, I just found your, your average. Um, Dutch person, you know, person from the Netherlands who who lives in Amsterdam are just so friendly and accommodating and just chill. Um, just super, super nice. Yeah. E- even meeting them while traveling other places, every person I met uh, from the Netherlands is always incredibly nice. Even in Amsterdam, you know, it's a big biking city, way bigger than Berlin or any other city I've really been to. Yeah, and, and Amsterdam, I think, because most of the streets, uh, cars aren't even really allowed. Right, so, so, bike I, highways. I, yeah, I think you'll actually see more people cycling than biking. And I, I mean, you'll hear, okay, Europe is more cycling, but I'm talking about even more so than Europe in general, that is a biking city. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. And um, we, we were walking down the street, we were passing, going over the bike lane, you know, by accident, well, on purpose, but not really looking. And a bike person was like ringing her bell. I was like, oh, no, sorry. And she's going by. She's like, that's okay. Welcome to Amsterdam. <laughs> and it was so sweet. Like in Berlin, if that happened, people would just yell at you and they'll call you an asshole. But there, they're actually, like, it's okay. Whatever, actually, you're a tourist. Have fun. I have that one story I told you where um, I, I was, and I'm very cautious or uh, conscious of, of, of cyclists. But this road, I thought it was a pedestrian-only road. There's so many pedestrians walking on it. So me and my mom, who was visiting, it was like my third time I'd been to Amsterdam. My mom was visiting from the States. We're walking on this road. Apparently, there's a person in a, in, a, in a bike ringing behind me, but I didn't. It was so loud. People talk, I didn't hear. So I'm walking, I'm walking. Don't even notice. And suddenly, just with a voice right next to my ear, I just hear, you don't care, do you? <laughs> and then suddenly, boom, and the cycle go by. And I was like, oh, it like scared the crap out of me. Um, anyway, she was very miffed that I had uh, stood in the uh, cycling. Like, <laughs> and honestly, fair enough, because I I, I I was literally walking straight down the middle. I, but it was not clearly marked and um, like it is in Berlin. And it was, I was, it was just bad. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you don't care, do you? But like, imagine that somebody like suddenly... A person who you did not know is right next to your ear whispers that it's scary. That that is scary. It, it, it like shocked me. What what happened in Amsterdam? Um, yeah, it's just a beautiful city. I really enjoy it. Uh, really cool, thin buildings. Staircases are tough there because they're Dude, so stair- narrow and staircases steep. are insane. Like they're barely wider than your hips. Super um, super steep. Also, yeah, the, the architecture, of the buildings. It's um, it's very classic. What European, what you think of Europe, you know, exactly like really it, cool. It, it is, you know, if you're going in summer and high season, it's unbelievably crowded. 
uh, from tourists in the city center at least. So keep that in mind. It does kind of take some of the enjoyability, if that's a word, out of it because right. it's like incredibly crowded. But I think all but the I cities on our list it. during the summer will be the same. I mean, probably. A lot of them will for sure. But that one especially because it's a very small city like yeah. in terms of square meterage wise. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. And one, actually one of the cool things is if you notice like at the top of every building, there's a little like... 300 year old wooden crane so, right. so that way they can like haul up like furniture wooden and, post yeah, yeah. haul up furniture and stuff up to like the top floor you know you literally can't bring it in you, it, can, it, you can't go through the through the front door and up the or, steps, or the stairs yeah like, but really really cool um really fun place and, and, and yes if you love weed there are weed bars and if you want to see a red light district there is the classic red light district and, and it's huge have, it's, it's wild yeah but. you can have all kinds of fun but you know uh be safe don't gawk too much uh because um you know some you will get pimp slapped at some point. Yeah, just, you know, don't be an idiot. I think that goes everywhere you yeah. go to. <laughs> be, be, be respectful, you know. Be respectful, yeah. These are, these are still, these are people, they're not. Yeah, they're, they're not a. Um, mannequins. Even though they have become a tourist attraction, they are, they're still human beings. Like, exactly. They don't want you just coming, taking pictures of them and whatever. Like, you, you'll have problems. So just, yeah. just be respectful and you'll have, you'll have a good time. Yeah, I think so too. And the next one is maybe not one that a lot of people will think of. And this True. is going to be Ukraine. Now. My, my, my crane? Uh, yeah. You... <laughs> oh, sweet, Sorry. sweet Lord. Okay. Let's all pretend that joke didn't happen. Uh, but yes, your crane or, or in German, it's do crane. <laughs> okay. Uh, Alex, Alex has left the building. Um, oh, so yes, moving on. You, you could... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes. Ukraine. Um, not maybe the most popular places to go cause it is, it, deep in Eastern Europe. Um, and also, of course, uh, the past few years, there hasn't unfortunately been kind of a civil war going on, um, which I think will maybe detract from a lot of the cool things that uh, Ukraine has to offer. And w when I went, it was a year before the civil war, so I didn't yeah. have to deal with that. Um, but still, I would, I would absolutely recommend um, cities like Kiev, Lviv, Odessa. You know, Kiev is the capital. It's very classic. Uh, imposing kind of uh, like USSR kind of stuff, Soviet architecture, yeah. you know. But when you go to like Lviv, it's this really beautiful, kind of more, much more European cobblestone, like beautiful, like looks like it looks just looks like a beautiful European, uh, like a Western European city. Interesting. And then you have Odessa, which is their kind of seaside city, which is on the uh, Black Sea. Uh, all these cities are very cool. Um, yes, most people don't uh, don't speak English, but if you're an, an adventurous person, it's it's a fun place to go. Everybody's very friendly and very excited that you're there to visit. Um, I um, I honestly I was there maybe ten days. I had a really good time. It's it's really worth visiting. Um, there's there's just a lot of cool stuff to see, and you will not you will not be surrounded by a million other Western tourists, true, which, which is a, very much a plus. And um, yeah, it's just, you'll just, you'll, 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 you'll just see um, um, things that you won't get to see in, in Western Europe, you know, yeah. like it, it's, it, I think it's a much more interesting, adventurous kind of a trip. No, I, I'd really like to go. And I, and I like, I like going to places where they don't speak English because it's fun to kind of figure out yeah. uh, how, how to get by. And like when you go to a restaurant, for example, I like just pointing at things and kind of seeing what comes in front of your face, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I, that's pretty high on my list actually going to Ukraine. And another place is dirt, dirt, cheap, um, True. you know, um, really nice meal will cost you a third of what costs in any other uh, city. Yeah. Yeah. Travel, train travel in general, hotels, everything you can get four or five star stuff for two, three star prices. So, um, win, win. That's for two all. thumbs up right there. Yeah. yeah. You can't see it, but I'm doing two thumbs up. baby. <laughs> 
another one that's kind of also off the beaten path a little bit in terms of what everybody thinks where they should travel in Europe is just the Balkan countries. So I'm talking about four that I went to on one road trip. And that was um, Slovenia to Croatia to Bosnia and Herzegovina and Montenegro. Mm. And all four of these countries I found incredible. So we, we started off in Ljubljana. But you actually didn't see Ljubljana, did you? Not much of it. We stayed for about um, in, in, an afternoon. Ugh. And then we realized it was going to be raining for the next week. And so we kind of just called an audible. And I said, hey, down in Croatia, it's sunny and 35 degrees. Should we just drive eight hours down to Croatia? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, cool. Let's do it. So me and Bobby drove all the way down to Croatia. I think we started off in Split. I can't remember where we started off. But Croatia now is getting more popular with Western tourists, Western um, European tourists. But it's still not, you know, it's not a Paris, not an Amsterdam, it's not a Berlin. You know, it's, it's not that level yet. Yeah, but, but Croatia, especially the Split area, has these amazing Mediterranean kind of like almost tropical looking um, um, beaches and whatever with the, the clear turquoise water. Exactly. And really cool. And, and you have these really old, like, like old, old, old cities, like Split. You're walking around where it looks like... It's, like a thousand years old, something like that. Uh, Dubrovnik, which, which a lot of people know of now because of Game of Thrones. That's where the shame, shame. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's where that happened in Dubrovnik. So yeah. now it's like a lot of Game of Thrones uh, tourist attractions there, which kind of sucks a bit because it kind of takes away from like the cool old city. Yeah. But still 100% worth to see it because it's, it's a gorgeous city. And then also uh, just driving through Montenegro, you have these also this mountain range. I think it's also part of the Alps, to be honest. Not as giant as the... You know, Swiss Alps. Well, somewhere in the Balkans is the Balkan mountain range, which is what the Balkans is named after. Right. So that might be the mountain range you're talking about. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly where this Balkan sure, mountain range is. Yeah. Either way, it's beautiful. Montenegro, um, not a lot of English around there, but everyone was super nice. Same in Croatia. And then what I really, really loved was Bosnia and Herzegovina. Uh, there's just so much history, recent history that happened there. Mm. If you're history buff, um, especially in Sarajevo, that's, you know, where the... They had like their quote unquote war um, with um, with Serbia, where the kind of Serbians were, you know, you look it up, you'll know it's in the early 90s. I don't want to get too much into it, but it's a really cool city where it's literally kind of split down the middle. So when you look, if you stand in this like few parts of the city, you look one direction, it looks like a Vienna or a Berlin or kind of like a typical Western Germanic looking country or right. a city. yeah. And then you turn around the other direction and it looks like Ottoman Empire. Oh, nice. And it's like a really like a line in the middle of the city. So you have all these cultures kind of coming together. You have Orthodox, Christians, Jews, Muslims, all together living in the city. They call it the uh, Jerusalem of Europe. And you can see that everyone's living peacefully and harmoniously. And you have so many different cultures of food. Yeah, yeah. And it's I mean, also dirt cheap. It's, it's, it's an amazing, amazing, amazing city that not a lot of people know about or even go to. Yeah, t- tons, tons of history. You know, um, it's peaceful now. Unfortunately, I mean, uh, late 1800s, early 1900s, there were all these groups fighting over control. Now they're peaceful, but we're fighting over control of this area, right. which eventually led to, I mean, Woodward, I mean, that's where the Archduke Franz Ferdinand was, um, was killed right. in Sarajevo, also that, yeah, in Sarajevo. Um, you know, um, because they were fighting against rule by the, um, the, uh, the Habsburgs in Austria. And so and there's so much history going on. The late eighties, early nineties, a lot of things going on. You can see, which is terrifying, but also kind of interesting. If you want to see history alive, um, all throughout Sarajevo, you see bullet holes in the walls, it's really kind of shocking and terrifying to walk as a tourist to a place where you know, like, shit went down right here 30 years ago. You know, yeah, it's, in the it's, 90s. it's bizarre. And, and we all remember, I think it was 
1999, the U.S. was uh, had a bombing campaign uh, um, as, as part of that war. Remember with Bill with Bill Clinton? The, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some of those uh, um, marks on the walls could be from uh, from American bombs. Uh, yeah, the U.N. soldiers had to get involved. It was very intense, and there's a, a few museums around there that we went to, and I learned a lot about it because I really didn't know I knew there was stuff going on. Yeah, and there's a, a um, genocide as well. And, it was a genocide, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, and only recently, the past few years, I know a few of the the generals who are responsible. Um, you know, were um, tried in The Hague, you know, for mm-hmm. crimes against humanity, all that kind of stuff. So tons, it sounds like tons of rich history going on, yes. you know, um, but but I'm glad things, as you said, are uh, peaceful now. It's and, beautiful. Uh, and, you know. and I really recommend anyone going there. Um, the, f- the food's amazing. It's incredibly cheap, like stupid cheap. And yeah, and yeah, it's just, I mean, the Balkans generally, I just fell in love with. We didn't really expect much. We knew Croatia, we knew a bit of uh, Slovenia, but the other Montenegro and Bosnia, we don't really know much about. Yeah. Um, but I fell in love instantly. They're, they're, they're really cool countries. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, I, I just want to swing back really quick to the beginning because one of my recommendations is Slovenia and Ljubljana, which is the capital of Slovenia. Yeah. Now, Slovenia is a country that a lot of people skip. Uh, they prefer to go to Western Europe, what, what have you. But Slovenia is a place that much cheaper than Western Europe, but has almost everything to offer that you get in Western Europe. It has its own Alps, has a beautiful mountainous region, mm-hmm. um, has um, really bustling, cool uh, cities with a lot of history, like Ljubljana. Ljubljana. Spelled L-J-U-B-L-A-N-A. Yeah. Um, and um, again, very nice people. And it's also a place where uh, people are still interested in tourists there because yeah uh, i mean there's still plenty of tourists there but compared to other places a lot less um but i remember the the first time i went we i can't remember why but we kind of like um maybe missed our first train our train arrived at like 3 a.m and ljubljana first time we know nothing like we were on a backpacking trip where we just decide the day of where we want to go we just looked at the map oh there's a place called slovenia let's go ljubljana what what is that we just so we went we we arrived at 3 a.m and it almost felt like uh that movie uh euro trip whatever yes. just but just because we got off at the train station there's nobody it's dark we hear like howling dogs in the distance in the movie eastern yeah. europe yeah yeah <laughs> it, and it was the first time i was technically in eastern europe yeah there's a language that i've I, we even i remember even having the conversation with my friend we're like what, what language do they speak is, is there is there a language called slovenian i don't know uh, but we just knew so little and so we were kind of like huh and then we get to our hotel and they, for some reason, have no record of our re- re- uh, reservation. So oh, we, don't, we don't even have a hotel, hotel. So a lot of craziness happened. But the next day, the sun came up and we realized we were in this amazing, beautiful city with really nice people. Had a really great time. Would absolutely recommend it. Um, again, that is Ljubljana. Ljubljana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I've said this before on the podcast, but um, a lot of people want to go visit Western Europe. But I really recommend, I mean, I think if you're living in Europe, it's easier to say uh, just because we have the opportunity to go to these places, yeah. More if often. it's your only chance, and I, I absolutely get it, you know, uh, I totally get it. It's going to you know to go into the Rome, the Paris, all those places, London, whatever. Um, but if you're living in Europe, or even not, whatever, I really, really recommend going to Eastern Europe. There's so much, so many hidden gems, and the people are super nice, and they're not really like you said, not really used to tourists as much. Um, yeah, I love it. Um, another one which I think. A pretty obvious one, I think, and people are going to be like, man, you're listing all the obvious places, but I think it's important to talk about the obvious places too, because maybe some people think they're so obvious they shouldn't go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so we're, we're talking about, how do you say it in the, the Barcelona? Barcelona. 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 Spain. Now it's good to bring up because 
say if you're trying to think, ooh, should I go to Madrid or Barcelona? I would absolutely recommend Barcelona over the two. Ooh, that's very, tough. I don't, very Madrid's a great city too. Yeah, very different cities. But I'd say if you go only do one and um, – you know, you just you're you kind of like a person that has a spice for life. I'd say go to Barcelona. Yeah, if 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 you're in Europe and you're like, you know what, it's 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 you know, it's, I want to go somewhere warm, but I also really want a city, but I also want to go to the beach. Barcelona is a place. It's like the Miami of of Europe, where you have this true, yeah, beautiful, lively um, city where there's a lot of shopping, great food, a bunch of little like. Small alleyways where you find really cool, tiny little restaurants and cafes. That's and something we have to talk about is people talk about other cities being, yeah, like these small alleyways. But I mean, really, I had no idea that it was really Barcelona is you get lost in these back alleys that you think just lead to like homes or trash cans or whatever. But right. you can get lost in these back alleys for hours and never and make it, these- never make it to like a big avenue. Yeah. And it's just a million cafes and restaurants. Really, it's I, fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's, it's and then so you have cool. this one giant shopping street. Oh, it goes through the whole city. It starts with like an R. Do you uh, la, la, la Rambla. La, Ram, la Rambla. Rambla. Yeah, la Rambla. Exactly. Yeah, and um, you got to be careful. There's a lot of pickpockets in Barcelona, yeah. but that's a lot of European cities anyways. Yeah. But, but it's really cool. And then you're like, man, I just went shopping. I'm tired. You can go down to the beach, go for a swim, relax. It's fantastic. And from the street, though, La Rambla is this main shopping avenue. I think it's like a five, ten minute walk to the beach. Like, it's right there. You just walk to the end of the end of that street, basically. And exactly. Like, and And... Also, beyond just shopping, cool cafes, partying, and all that, like if you're into architecture, there's these amazing cathedrals as well. Yeah, like it, it's got great architecture. Um, that, that really big, famous one, um, La Sagrada Familia. La Familia, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's what it's called. Which is a, a cathedral that's been, I think, like in just indefinitely under construction for 150 years or something like yeah, that. When I, I mean? Yeah, when I went there, it was under, it was like, under construction. Like they, they've been slowly building it. Over, really over the past century and, but it's this really cool modernist take where inside the the, the the columns holding up this thing they made him look like like tree trunks you know what I mean yeah and, yeah and it's just it's just it's just it's really, huge. really it's hard beautiful. to describe it's just beautiful definitely worth visiting and also it's a really good uh, walking city you're gonna walk everywhere even though it's a big city but it's like and they have a subway you, as well if, they, if you need they it do, yeah. but you don't get bored Walk around the city because there's so much to see and so and it's so lively. Yeah, exactly. Like I say, if you're in your 20s, man, go to Barcelona. Like it's really, really lively, cool parties. There's like fun atmosphere. They they eat late. You know, dinners like at 9 p.m. You know what I mean? Nine is way early. Or, it's or, like so, 11 p.m. So nine at the earliest. You know, so it, like if you're just a, a nighttime kind of person, that's that's your jam. It's fantastic. Yeah. The only thing I would recommend is if someone's offering you um, a free beer and a shot to go to a club. Don't do it. We, when I was like 23, I went there and like, oh, free beer and chef come to this club. And I was like, all right. And when I went in, it was like a 0.2 beer and a shot of like Kool-Aid. Uh, it happened like twice. I kept leaving, going to different clubs. And that's one time this woman came up to me again. She's like, free beer, free shot. And I was like, is it actually like a free big beer and like an actual shot of something? She's like, yeah, yeah, it is. It was a 0.2 beer and a shot of Kool-Aid again. So nice. like, careful for that. Like, I wasn't a huge fan of nightlife, but that's just me. I'm just not a huge reggaeton fan either. But Besides that, I the city is incredible. I love Barcelona. Yeah. But if you get say ten different free beers, you can get your your drink on. I mean, I, I guess so. <laughs> if you're like a cheap twenty year old guy, you're like, hey, this adds up after That's a while. True. There's a life hack too. If you're yeah. really under a budget, uh, just go around on a Saturday night, go to the free, get the free beer, and then leave. And pretend, you're, pretend you're really interested, and then yeah, then just leave after you finish your free beer. Um, yeah. yeah I mean, and one last one I will suggest is Moscow. Wait, is that Russia? Is that uh, Europe? uh, What? Double take? (laughs) Oddly enough, Russia and 
not only Russia considers it, but I think technically Russia is part of Europe. Now, a lot of people fight on this, but I looked it up. 20% of its landmass is in Eastern Europe. The other 80% is in Asia. So it's um, Eurasia. But, but Russia likes to call itself part of Europe. And if you look at a lot of lists when they explain, you know, top whatever in Europe, sometimes Russia will pop up and you think, wait, Russia's, eh. Russia's not in Europe. Yeah. And I don't... Personally, and I don't really think it is, but it is. I looked it up. It's technically, I mean, especially politically, it's not. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it doesn't really vibe with the rest of Europe. But, but physically, technically, it is considered a part right. part of Eastern Europe. So I will bring it up just so I can bring up Moscow. Moscow, um, Moscow. Which I was again, I wasn't expecting much at all when I went to Moscow. But it turns out it's like one of my favorite cities to go to. Mm. It's it's dirt cheap and. It is 10 times cleaner than any city I've ever been into in Germany. Um, like it's 10 times fancier and cleaner and is nicer than any, like it's, it's just, it's bizarre how yeah. there, there's not a speck of graffiti anywhere. Uh, ev everything is uh, very nice. They have these really cool um, kind of brutalist architecture, like, you know, Stalin buildings, Stalin-esque building. I think they're I, called I, the, the Seven Sisters. These, these amazing buildings that I you see. I love brutalist architecture. Yeah, they're really cool. Yeah, it's it's super interesting and it's like again like I said dirt cheap, lots of fun things to do. Yes, English is not prevalent, but you can have make a lot of and as an American you also need to get a, a visa as well. Yeah, you had to pay for visa. I forget what it was. It was like 70 euro or something, yeah, but, but it lasted three years. So I was able to visit, uh, oh yeah, nice. I think I went three times during those three yeah, years. I, I'd really love to go to, I want to go to Moscow and also St. Petersburg. Petersburg is more European, whereas Moscow, it, it, that's a classic kind of Russia. Yeah, Russian sure, look. sure. I don't really, um, I don't, I don't agree with their politics. I mean, they have a dictator who does whatever he wants, um, yeah. but the people don't agree with that. And everyone I talked to in Moscow, nobody liked Putin. Um, and, uh, and so it's, it's you are, you are on a list right now. Yeah. And now <laughs> I am on a blacklist. They won't let me visit again, but, but, uh, but so anyway, so I'm just saying like, even if you're against all of that, it's still worthwhile going really nice people. So and that's the thing too. I think, I think traveling generally is, um, it's, it's okay to travel to places where you don't necessarily agree with the politics because the people who are living there aren't, aren't politicians. They're regular working class people like who don't necessarily have control over what their country does, you know. Exactly. Um, so I think it's important to keep in mind as well. It's 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 okay to visit places we don't agree um, because you're not there to as a as a politician. You're there to explore different cultures. Yeah, and to meet people, and, you'll, and again, you'll find more things in common than you do uh, not in common. Exactly, and that's so you learn more about yourself and about the world, and uh, that's why I think travel is so important. Absolutely. Now let's let's round things out. Yes. So yeah. So there's there's two places Jeff and I were talking about that I, we we both think are still places that are nice places. <laughs> they're still places. They're still places. They still exist. That are nice, but they're they're they they might be a bit overrated. At least in our opinion. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's cities that would tech, would usually be on people's top lists, right. but we believe they should be more at the bottom of a list, and you should use your time more with maybe some of these other cities that we recommended. Um, and, and you might vibe with these. We just didn't. Yeah, but and, let's explain. Let's start. Let's start yeah. with yours. Well, what do you what do you think is a bit overrated? So I, I think Helsinki is a bit overrated. Um, I, I liked going there, especially because I went there with some really nice people. And I really enjoyed their company, but I found the city to be very kind of like spread and it was hard to like find kind of cool things to do mm -hmm. even though there are cool things to do um and i know there are because i have friends who live there and they kind of show me some nice areas sure yeah and our nature is great around there and in the summer the sun never sets which is kind of cool i just didn't i, I maybe i expected a little bit more than what i got 
Uh, I found the Finnish people to be very kind of similar to Germans, very kind of cold and I mean, literally cold. It's cold up there. <laughs> uh, just like not, you know, very, they don't like look at you when you're walking past them, like on the bond and like that. It's very. So it takes time to really befriend people. They're not going to go so. out of their way to talk to you or. Um, like like I, I did like the city, but I do think that um, it would not be in my top 10 if I was coming to Europe for the first time. But I still Fair think enough, it is yeah. worth visiting because it's. It's still Helsinki. It's still a cool city. Um, just it, I just don't really vibe with it that like super duper well. The one great thing about it though is that there's a Taco Bell in Helsinki, which uh, in Europe it's really far hard to find Taco Bells. I mean yeah. they are they are rare. Which, which sounds really gross. I'm like oh, I went to Helsinki at Taco Bell, but like to be fair, Finnish food <laughs> makes you sound really American. Finnish food is also <laughs> you know it, it's definitely an acquired taste. If you like pickled fish and pickled <laughs> everything, then Finland's for you. But uh, I mean I. I like pickled things, but sometimes I just want to, I just want to crunch wrap supreme. Yeah. <laughs> I like some variety. Yeah. Like, you know, I want a gordita, <laughs> cheesy gordita crunch or whatever exactly. it's called. <laughs> and you can only, the closest place to get that from Berlin is Helsinki. So if you have, if you, if you have, if you can get cheap tickets and you're craving some Taco Bell, find out Helsinki, get some right. Taco Bell, come back to Berlin. Okay, it, it sounds so bad, especially if you're in the U.S. right now, because you probably, on your way to work, drive by like five Taco Bells. <laughs> but in Europe, like a Taco Bell is like a white whale. Like when it you is. see it, you'd like do a double take and you're, you're like, whoa. Because here there's plenty of McDonald's, plenty of Burger King, but, but Taco Bell just is not around. I, th- I think there's one Taco Bell in Germany and it's on one of the U.S. bases. And only the soldiers. So we can get can't it. even access it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, Helsinki, um, like I said, it is a nice city. I'm not putting Helsinki down at all. I just did not vibe super well with it. Yeah, I think for both of these cities, what we're saying is if you have limited time, you should maybe take these cities off that list and kind of save them for when you have more time. You know, yeah, and, yeah, maybe. And maybe, you know, I think that's the best way to say it. Now, mine is going to be an unpopular opinion. Um, I'm going with Venice. I, yeah. I think Venice is a bit overrated. And don't freak out. Let me explain to you. Let me explain to you why. Now, bef- before I'd been to Venice, it, it was um, like everybody. It's like you see it. It's romantic. It's beautiful. It's Venice. Yeah, the canals. It's Venice. Every, every photo everyone has, like Italy in the States, it's like Indi- Venice. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. If you want to see that movie, you want to go to Venice. It's, yeah. like, it's a big chase sequence there. looks really cool. Um, but the first, and that's how I felt. And actually, when I went, I did go to some of the filming locations in the movie, but it doesn't matter. Anyways, moving on. Because uh, I'm a nerd. Anyways, um, so but but <laughs> okay. so so uh, it was it was a, like a Italian trip er, trip of Italy with my um, sister who had mm. just finished um, like a semester abroad in London, I believe. We were there for like ten days, and and we started in, in uh, Venice, and we, I think we actually had like three or four days booked for Venice because it makes sense, right? So we, we get to Venice, and after a day. We decided to leave. We, we cut our time short because. Oh, wow. So what I'm saying is like Venice is really cool, but it's it's very small and and I mean very small. It, it is an island to itself. Like there is only one way to. There's a like a bridge, one way to get there. It's you get there by by tr- this train or by this this road path, and that's it. You know, because um, it's out in the middle of the water. It's just very small and confined and over overrun by tourists. One of those right. places. It's, I mean, even worse than a Berlin or a London. And there's just not much to do. I'd say after about like five, six hours, you've seen Venice. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, like you walk around and you're like, oh, beautiful canals and oh, the guys with the gondolas and oh, some cool museums and all this. But it's like once you've seen one canal, you've kind of seen them all. And once you've seen mm. one gondola. And so what happens is it's a really cool place, but there's not enough to su- sustain a several, long trip. several days. Exactly. And I've also heard it's also pretty stinky too. 
Uh, maybe maybe at certain parts of the year. It, maybe. I, I don't remember. It might but have been. It, it is funny because you, you say it's an unpopular opinion, but a lot of people that I know who have been to Venice say very similar things that you're saying right now. They say it's beautiful, it was great, but pass through it and then go on with your trip. Uh, it's not worth staying more than like two days. Exactly. So I, I so that I would actually say go, but just go for about a day or, yeah. or, or, or arrive in the morning, leave at night on a train somewhere else. Um, because the second time I actually gave Venice a second chance a few years later with my friend when we were backpacking, we arrived in Venice and we actually had a hotel booked, but after five, six hours saying we were like, Oh, that's when we were like, oh, do you want to just go to Ljubljana, to Slovenia? Because we're kind of bored. Because like, sure. Again, we, it's like you walk around and you have a good time and you go to a museum. But then again, it's, it's just this very condensed, small place. And I think only like 20% of the people that live there are actually from Venice. It's like the rest are tourists or expats. or like, you yeah. know, it's like, it, There's not very much original Venetian things for you mm-hmm. to find. It's just, it's, it's like Disneyland. It's very touristy. It's interesting. Yeah. And fun, fun fact, uh, people, little German shout out here, people call Hamburg the Venice of Germany because there's so many canals, but Hamburg has more canals than Venice has. So Venice should be the Hamburg of Italy. True. And actually one thing I learned the first week I lived in Berlin, because people talk about how Venice is, you know, a million canals and a million bridges. Berlin actually has more bridges than Venice. You heard it here. You heard it here. You, you heard, you heard words. <laughs> We're having trouble talking today. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> But that was one of the first things, because uh, like our, I think our first day on our German language course, our teacher like gave some cool facts about Berlin, and that was the one of the first ones. That's a fun one. But but anyway, so yeah, so um, maybe a lot of you have booked like a one week romantic vacation in Venice. Um, maybe cut it a little bit shorter. Maybe hit <laughs> maybe hit Florence after a few days, you know, or you know, like spread it around. Yeah, Italy's not that big. It's long though. It's long. You can get around. Yeah, there's trains. Yeah, there's trains. Anyways, but anyways, that's a good place to wrap things up because yeah. we want to talk about this 18 year thingy yes this 18 year thingy we're drinking is a bowmore or baumore or a bowmore which i don't think is <laughs> which i don't think is what it is but yeah um islay single malt scotch whiskey aged 18 years uh 43 alcohol do not drink it if you're pregnant it says in the back which makes sense i think that applies to all whiskey i think it does but all whiskey and all alcohol in general i think yes and also don't drive when drinking this whiskey either i again also all whiskey yes. uh, probably don't do that. Um, yeah. So this is just like, in my opinion, a very stereotypical, classic, delicious scotch. Right. It's, and it, it's and, it, and everyone knows I'm not a huge smoky guy, but this is not too smoky. It's, it's not too smoky. It's for a beginner smoker, if you will. Mm. Um, this is this is good for you because it, it has just enough to give you that really strong scotch flavor, but doesn't quite smack you in the face too hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's I guess it's a little more mild, like you're saying, but it's still it's still a very good, strong flavor. I love from for me. This isn't mild. This is perfect. Like this is, I don't wouldn't want any more. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is for me, this is a perfect scotch, yeah. smoky, peaty flavor. Yeah. And, and, and just because it's, it's, you know, I'm going my gut and I'm going uh, eight and a half in this guy, maybe even a nine. It's just really, I'm going eight and a half, eight and a half. It's, it's really good. No, I'm going nine. Sorry. Oh my, that's the first nine in a while. I know. It just, honestly, I, I can't really fault it for anything. It just tastes really good in my, in my mouth, my mouth, my mouth, tongue. Mm. Actually, can I say anything bad about it? I can't say anything bad about it. Like it's just like a, it's a solid scotch. Boom. I don't know if it's a nine or ten. I'll give it an eight point five. There you go. Yeah, because my initial thing was an eight, but now that you told me, yeah, like try to think of a fault. Can't really think of a fault. So I no. think I have to but bounce it up to an eight point five. For some reason, I can't do a ten in anything. So it's very hard. Well, I think well, we've handed out maybe like 
three or four tens and one eleven. One eleven, that's true. But yeah, uh, that's the that's the Bowmore eighteen. Um, it's good stuff. I think that this really is definitely uh, a classic whiskey you should have on your shelf to kind of. I think like this and a, like a Lagavulin, you know, like yeah, uh, yeah. Those are the the two scotches. Maybe hey, we forgot. We also forgot about our shelf worthy thing. This is shelf worthy. Totally shelf worthy. This, this should be a, like if you could say if you only you have like a shelf of like two Irish, two Scotch, whatever. What this should be one of your scotches. Yeah, hundred percent. Because also it's not like a hundred euro like the Opera Feldy or whatever. It's it's very um, it's a it's more affordable yeah. for an eighteen year. Um, it, yeah, I like it. It's it's yeah yeah it's it's just it's just really good. What can I say? Boomtown. Boomtown. Thank you for joining us on episode seventy two again. Uh, if you got questions, we've got answers. We do, and we want to give we those. Might, we might have. We want to give those in a, in an episode. So feel free to to send us those questions. You know, on Instagram, uh, we have a contact us page on the website, which we, is agdwpodcast.com. That is true. We wish you all, uh, you know, happiness and health and. Uh, we're going to now, you know, drink some drink some beers. Yeah, let's do that. Some bursts. So uh, everyone stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, stay thirsty. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>